Welcome to Cuckoo Bananas, the Tiger King recap show for Season 1, Episode 2, titled Cult of Personality. My name is Lori Roggenkamp, and Joe Batance will not be joining us. We are doing a bloody podcast crash... Ugh. We are doing a bloody podcast... Ca- oh, I cannot say this. We are doing a bloody podcast... Okay. My name is Lori Roggenkamp. <laughs> My name wow. is Lori Rongkamp, and Joe Batance will not be joining us. We are doing a bloody podcast crossover where I have my co-host for bloody Co- podcast, Maria Felix, and our uh, permanent resident, Cash Abdumalik. Hi, guys. Hey, how you doing? You tiger people. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo bananas. That's so cute. Yeah, that's what uh, Joe titled the, the show. So we're going to keep that, but we're not going to keep Joe. He's off the show. Cuckoo Bananas makes me think of a, a nice breakfast cereal. Um, it does. Just, just something nice and with cold milk, and it's great. It reminds me of something that has chocolate monkeys. Yeah, chocolate in there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Because of the cuckoo cocoa bananas. Is Joe really against Tiger King? Is that why he's not no, here? No, he's not against it. He just... We just decided that it would be better for us to record it since it's like a crime thing. And then it would be a good way to do a bloody podcast crossover. And also he didn't oh, want to do nice. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did nice. he watch it? He did. Yeah. He watched it. He, he watched hated it. it. That's why. He liked it. He just, you know, <laughs> he just didn't want to do a, a episode by episode recap. He was like, what idiots would agree to do an episode by episode recap? And I was like, I know too. Ha <laughs> ha. A well, the thing, is, the thing is that we've only agreed to do this episode. Uh-uh. And- <laughs> uh-uh. No. <So> what- <laughs> yes. It's nice. It's like it's like we're we're in the world of Gotham. And we're coming over to visit you guys in Metropolis, but we're gonna go back to Gotham. <laughs> this is a one episode arc, not not a three oh, episode. Oh, you sons arc. of bitches. <laughs> That's right. You didn't include it in the deal memo. Ah, uh, so. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what? Regardless of whether or not we're doing this for another episode, which we are, we are going to start. So we are starting with episode two because Joe and I recapped episode one already. How? What did you guys think of episode one? I don't have any thoughts because I, in reality, I watched Tiger King. We watched Tiger King when it first came out, and so now we only rewatched one hundred two. And if Cash is anything like me, we forgot everything about. 101 as soon as we watched it so <laughs> you only have our, our opinion for 102 okay great <laughs> that is the god's honest truth i was gonna sugarcoat that but that's the that is that's real all right great <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we're bringing the thunder episode is, one stuff is, happened yeah this is a real hot take on 102 because we can't remember the rest of the show anymore Mm-hmm. Good, good. So. <laughs> it's almost like this is this is the documentary. It's forty five minutes of just a, a snippet of this mad life. All right. Well, <laughs> I uh, I broke it. I broke the. So I did more. I did a, a more extensive outline last episode, and I think I broke Joe um, because <laughs> it ran about an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh my god! So I cut down the extensive episode, but I still broke it into parts. So I'm going to be going over the parts of the, the what I think are the main parts of the show of this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's titled Cult of Personality. 
And which is so, a great song by the band In Living Color. Yeah. It, oh, is it? Not Living Color. No, I'm sorry. Not In Living Color. Living Color. I yes. was going to say In Living Color. No, <laughs> not, not, not. That's the realize, show. I didn't realize that the sketch <laughs> show also did. No. No. Living Color did a great song called Cult of Personality. It's you great. know, when I was young, I would always confuse In Living Color, Living Color, and Living Single. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't That's know, great. I, I didn't know anything but Living Single existed until I was in my 20s. Right? Yeah. When I was younger, I mean like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was I loved, at the launch. I loved Living Single. I thought yeah, that was great. Oh, show. yeah. Good that job. was that was my intro to Queen Latifah. Yeah. She was a great straight man. Yeah. I didn't know she was a rapper until I was older. Again, like Really? Yes. Because yeah. I like me and Lori as kids, we just watched Living Single on like late night UPN. Yeah. Oh right? wow. So we didn't know. Like we only knew her as an actress first. In fact, there was an episode where she raps. <laughs> Yes, and we were very impressed. And I thought she should she should do this on the off season. <laughs> I knew Queen Latifah because like I saw her uh, at a, do a concert with Tribe Called Quest like back in the day. See, that's a cool way uh, to know. Shut up. Yeah. Sorry. That's super. You're so sorry. Cool. I, sorry. I got to tell you guys about my awesome life that I've lived Jesus so far. Christ. <laughs> You're in it. Thanks. I'm in it. <laughs> And I'm just here looking in. Hey guys. Yeah, we're we're side characters. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> Lori's a side character. I'm a side character. I am the definition of a side character. Yes, exactly. You're okay, the main. It. You're the co-host. You're top billing. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Always the co-host, never the host. <laughs> I have to live my life, babe. <laughs> Can we just not talk about it anymore? All right. All right. So <laughs> don't wear that. <laughs> Can I get? I'm going to ask, can I get some over, like, what is your overall thought of this episode? Like, what did you oh. guys think about this episode? Okay, so Travis, this is when Travis is introduced. And yes. the best, it's it's the best, like, gif of all time is just Travis petting the cub while he's sitting on the couch with Joe Exotic. And the he's so high. The yes. look on his he's so he's in like seven other galaxies. Yeah. Yeah. On the look on his face. And it is it's so great and so tragic. He's totally zoned out. I get that look sometimes when I watch like when you're just watching TV but you're zoning out. I get that. He's that's that's he's just like smiling. He had way much more like meth and excitement oh, behind yeah. those eyes. Yeah, it was just they were like black holes. Yeah. His, uh, his pupils. I think, so that, that, yeah. I also feel bad for John. Is that the other husband? That's the other husband. Okay. In this entire thing, I just feel bad for him because I feel like, like all the other people in this dude's life, they're just like, man, I, I was a slave to the drug. This guy provided the drug and I did whatever he wanted to do. I don't feel too bad for him. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of just like, oh, that sucks. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about feeling bad for the for them. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they all committed crimes too, right? I mean, against the animals. I mean, honestly, none of them are being forced to stay. So it's not like they could they could have just left. They could just walk down that Florida road. Well, that's what. But that's what the 
one girl talked about when she said Doc Antle had a cult is that, and we'll get to that, but she said you can leave. I mean, that's what cults do. They don't really force you to stay, but if you leave, you lose all of your connections. You, you're essentially left alone in the world with no, no family, no money, nothing. And so it's, it's, it's scary to just, you know, to leave. And don't get me wrong. I mean, when I say I feel bad, I'm not going to like write a letter. Like, I'm just like, no, that's a shame. <laughs> Wait, who would you write a letter to? What what would the letter be for? I mean, I guess Netflix. <laughs> I'd be like, hey oh. guys, this, this is horrible, isn't it? I thought it was going to be your congressman. <laughs> they can't do anything. Or woman. <laughs> Congressperson, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, part one, I feel like, is right where we start off, which I've, I've called the limbs we've lost which is we find out about Saf and John Ranke's limbs that they've lost over the course of working at the GW Zoo. So we yeah. start, We open right with uh, Saf had her arm bitten off by a tiger. And mm-hmm. uh, we go into that. And then also John Ranke talks about how his legs were amputated. And he says that it wasn't because of the zoo, that he bro- he hurt his legs, but because he was walking around so much at the zoo, he was in so much pain that he just decided to have his legs amputated. Right after his zipline accident, he said he was walking on the bones of his bones of his legs, and he was like, oh. "Well, I better get these things off." Which I really don't fucking understand why everybody is just so willy nilly to remove a fucking limb. So he didn't have any feet, right? Is what that was the concept after his accident? He was left without feet, and that's why he was walking. No, he, he was, had feet. He had feet. He said that the, the, the bones were just he it was had like no, skin and yeah. bone. He had no cartilage, he had no he had nothing. He had it was just he was just walking twelve twenty miles a day on bone on bone. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh, that's so painful. Yeah, that I mean that's not really really willy nilly at that point. He's just making it sound more casual than it is because he's so used to it, but I would assume. Yeah. But the fact is it makes more sense. To be like, I can have these bionic feet and legs um, and still have the rest of my body intact and be able to walk and do what I want yeah. as opposed to wasting away more and more of my bone. That makes sense. That makes total sense. But Saf, have, like, Saf having the chance to go through two months or two years of rehabilitation to get her full use of her arm back or just cutting the thing off and going back to work in five days to me, that's crazy. is maddening. That's well, uh, I thought that too, but then my aunt brought up that it probably has a lot to do with insurance. Oh. And it probably has a lot to do with the fact, because she said that she did it to help Joe, so it probably had a lot to do with the fact that if she went that route, Joe would probably have to have paid for all the surgeries and the, and the recovery. Fuck yeah, pay for my arm, dude. Yeah. I don't, I, that's what I'm saying, is I don't think she wanted him to. Oh, fuck that. So, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. If I was in that situation, I would be like, you're paying for everything. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Yeah, Saf seems like such a kind-hearted person. Yeah, he he really seems like he, like, just cares about the... I think that's what's so sad, is that the people who work for Joe seem like they care about the animals. Very much so. It's Saf, and then, um, what's the other guy's name? The one... He's the best one. He's my favorite. Yeah, he looks like Wally Coyote. Oh, the guy yeah. that does it, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're talking about Doc Antle's and- like wives. They're like, oh, he has six wives. He has ten wives. He has nine wives. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Cowie. 
Yeah. yeah. Howie's the best. He has to be the fan favorite. I uh, Joe has talked about how <clears throat> Eric Howie is like, he finds him weirdly sexually attractive. So It's because he can't have him. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably. Oh true. wait, wait! You mean Joe? You mean Joe, the host of the show, not Joe Exotic? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Joe. I, I thought you meant Joe <laughs> Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah, no. I mean that makes more sense. <laughs> that would be that, but no, Joe, the host of the show. I'm sure that I. What do you want to bet that Joe Exotic has, and one way or another, has gotten some of his straight coworkers to give him a blowjob or something? Oh, sure. Well, his boyfriends, his husbands were straight. Yeah, that's true. Both of them were. How straight are you? Yeah. So, all right. So part two is we learn about shipping exotic pets. And this is where we I we meet the guy that I hate the most in, in this uh, whole show, Tim Stark, who's the head of the Wildlife in Need Foundation. He's the guy who has that monkey uh, that's always crawling all over him. And then later in the episode, he says something like, he wants Doc Antle to tell him how he got all of those women in line. Uh, yeah, this guy kind of sucks. Yeah. Not kind of sucks. He sucks. He's Yeah, he's not great. I don't like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a real real scumbag. Like, uh, just like, you know, you meet somebody and you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. You, you've done really horrible things. I feel like that's this guy. Yeah, I agree. So we also meet, this is where we meet Mario to brew to bro to bro who uh he is the ex-drug dealer who he claims is the one who's the the model for um scarface yeah tony montana yeah and he said that he only did he only ran drugs to feed his wildlife habit which i love <laughs> we we we, we kind of we kind of like <laughs> i mean i don't know i kind of like this guy yeah and after we saw his interview, we both were talking like him to each other for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he says something specific in the show that's super funny because he's like, <laughs> what is he? He's like, you're going to arrest me for having good cocaine. Or so, what does he say? You're gonna oh. arrest, you know, I think it was, it was exactly that. Yeah. So you're going to arrest me because I have good cocaine? Am I, am I supposed to deny that I have good, I have good cocaine? Huh? <laughs> so yeah, I did my time. I did my time. It's all done. And now I do what I do. <laughs> it's like yeah okay alright <laughs> I also love how he was like it got to the point where I was like people I, people would call me and I would just answer the phone and say hey I got a lot of drugs oh, yeah. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like Mario pharmacy of quaaludes cocaine and marijuana yeah. I'm talking to you, you FBI <laughs> like I mean that's a fucking character right there it's yeah. great he was great his wife too Oh my oh, god! All those outfits. The outfits. Oh, that was super funny. She had so many. She a had little, so little. Many. And she was like, "I just get the preemie clothes." <laughs> I love oh, the part where where they're where the uh, documentarians just like, "Wow, it's you love them like they're your children." She's like, "Sometimes more." Like, I really oh. wanted to cut away to one of their kids being like, "Yeah, yeah, she does." <laughs> yeah, the kids in a cage, <laughs> naked. Yeah. Mom. Mom, more water. Mom. How what do you want to bet if they have still have sex? I have a feeling that they stay on their opposite sides of their house. But Aww. if they still do you think that they invite animals into the bed with them? 
Whether you want to, I bet. think I think they love each other because she probably stayed with him through the drug stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a ride or die. Yeah, I think they love each other. I think they have hot, passionate Cuban sex all the time still. And sometimes in the back during the act, you'll hear. Yeah, they definitely have had sex in the tiger cages. A hundred percent. Elephant noise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we also meet Mark McCarthy, who I feel like there are people who like Eric Cowie and this guy who I feel like are. Hold on one second. I'm getting a, a little bit of feedback in my headphones. There are people like Eric Cowie and Mark McCarthy who I feel like are like the ones who kind of not necessarily put things in perspective, but they just essentially cut to the heart of like how everybody should feel. You know, like Eric Cowie when he was like, How many wives do you have? I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, nobody who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh Mark McCarthy, who used to work for Mario, was like People would be like, why'd you work for him? And he'd be like, he had the best fucking pets, animals. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course that's why you would work for him. <clears throat> so, we agree. <laughs> part three is Doc Antle's cult. So this is where we meet Barbara Fisher, who is basically, I feel like, and this is something that frustrates me. I feel like she's testifying telling people that doc Antle is a sexual predator and is running a cult where he brainwashes women and i feel like everybody's just acting like ah, oh, that's doc <laughs> you know well that's essentially what they're doing yeah yeah that is what they're doing yeah i mean it's not it's gnarly. one of the first things that she said is that well not one of the first things one of the most important things that I thought was when she was like, they try and they wanted to change her name and then she changed her name. Yeah. With like no problem. And it's like, she said, that's a really easy way for someone to start changing everything else about you. And I was like, dude, that is totally true. Like, Hey, what's your name? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to call you this. (laughs) And then eventually you start calling yourself that. Yeah. And then you're going to get some breast implants and then you're going to sleep in a fucking rat infested room. It's like that dude is fucking he's a psychotic manipulator. I told you there's nothing wrong with the way we live. It's the world that's wrong. But I don't want to be called Silver Strain or Tammy. (laughs) Silver Strain. I don't know. You're really holding on to that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Let it go. Oh my God. She changed her name to Bala. Bala. That's what it was. So, yeah, she and she talked about how he said that they were all losers, but with his help that they could reach the, the you know, this religious thing known as like, what is it, Shakti or something with his penis. So Yeah, that was so funny. It made me remember the documentary about, documentary about the hot yoga guy or the hot yoga guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where I was joking with Cash. I was like, the hot yoga guy is watching this and he's in full agreement. <laughs> he he loves this. He's incorporating yeah. this this terminology into his program. And every other person he's calling a total piece of shit because that guy was <laughs> he was so fucking mean. And she um, was supposed to get a blow. She was basically forced to get a blowjob, and she agreed to it because she could get time off. Right. 
Yeah. Honestly, what I was going to say is this is how cults, like there's thousands, tens of thousands of cults at any given time in the world because that's how they start out. Nobody's going to pay attention to them until they become a problem for some other entity. Mm. You know? But like there's tons of tiny cults all over the place. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I just, what frustrates me is I feel like, uh, and I guess it's part of the, the point of the documentary, but, you know, he, he does a documentary about snakes and he finds a tiger in a, a van. So he decides to focus his energy on that. And I felt like this was a story that I would have followed, which is the Doc Antle cult. But he just kind of didn't really give a shit. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Oh, you mean the documentarian? Yeah. I feel like the documentarian's focusing too much on Carol Baskin and making her out to be this, like, you know, villain. And not enough about Doc Antle. And well, you Joe, gotta for that leave, matter. You gotta leave room for a season two. That's true. That's true. Also, I don't think he really villainized Carol Baskin. Everybody else was doing that. He was just, he was just recording. Well, I mean, you could say with editing and stuff, he kind of made yeah. it out to be. Oh, you had to sell so, the piece. I think that he did a good job of showing both sides of her. Yeah. We also meet Cody Antle in this part, Doc's son, who looks like he looks like the son of a cult leader. Like, he, yeah, he looks so weird and creepy. He's a real footnote of the story. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, you're a weirdo. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, so now on to part four, which is Joe's cult. So we we learn that Joe considers Doc a mentor. And he even says he has like three or four wives. I have three or four husbands. Which, you know, <laughs> he has two husbands. I don't know why he can't count. But this is maybe he had more. Meet. Maybe so. he had more prospects on the horizon. Yeah. This is where we meet Travis Maldonado. Hopefully. And this is uh, Joe's second husband. And my favorite part is how he kind of gets him to admit that he's gay. Oh, yeah, that's the he had a fair point. Joe Exotic had a fair point. What kind of penis do you like watching in the porn? Yeah, it's a fair question. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's that's the only kind of question that works on dumb, hot guys. Because I feel like, Cash, if somebody said that to you and you were like, oh, yeah, I like a big dick. Oh, well, you must not be that straight. You'd be like, no, nah, I'm straight. <laughs> Just like move on. I, honestly, I, if they were like, if they were like, you like a big one or a small one? I'd be like a black one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way I picture, you know, it's me in the scenario. <laughs> That's true. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. It's also It's also good because then they can't then you put that it on them to either fall into the stereotype that all black dudes have big penises or just go, Oh, okay. You know, like, so you're like game on either way. It's a strange conversation to have with somebody in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> what about I'm just in the like, back of the truck? Cause that's where it happened for Joe. That's where that conversation belongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That definitely is a back of the truck kind of conversation. Oh yeah. A couple, couple slim gyms, Dr. Pepper slim for gyms. sure. Yeah, for eating. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, for consuming deliciously. Yeah. So, like, I 
keep getting like. Is it us? No. I hate this chair. Can we switch? Absolutely. Hang on. My ass hurts. Maybe that's it. Did you say something? Lori? No, hold on one second. I'm just trying I to. can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? One second. Oh. Uh. Oh, so All good. Uh. <clears throat> hey. She can't hear, or oh. you can't hear her right now. I, I muted it. I was trying to figure out a way to get rid of the echo. From us? No, I think it's me. Getting like a weird echo. Do you have it right now? No. It might be because when we're talking, we have to be close to the mic, but you're getting it on the, our headphones into the mic. I'm just hearing my voice. I'm not hearing you guys. I no, mean, I am thing. hearing you, but I'm not hearing an echo from you guys. Oh, from... No, I know. I'm worried it's going to come through in the recording, that's all. What I'm saying is that you're hearing your voice through our headphones, I think. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that we're, could close, be it. we're close to the mic. Um, um, all right, well, let's just keep going. Okay, so in both Doc's Cult and... Joe's cult, we learn about their living conditions. So, and from the outside, Doc's looks great. I mean, the they live, they seem to live in these big houses. Yeah. And all this stuff. Oh, yeah. But, well, I mean, the, the wives have big houses. Yeah. Barbara Fisher, uh, who was the woman who was, you know, had left the Doc Antle's uh, zoo had said that they actually lived in like really shitty conditions and they just worked like crazy. Um, so, uh, Joe's conditions were even worse. It's like they looked bad from the outside and they also looked, they were bad on the inside. So I wonder if with Doc Antle, they were just shitty back then. Cause he had less money. Uh, when she be. was a part of the cult or if they like, I'm sure that he didn't let them film. No. like uh anything that didn't look perfect so yeah. that that also makes sense yeah i think that's one thing that joe didn't do that i think doc Antle did a good job which is controlling the narrative yeah you know, he kind of let the yeah. documentarians go wherever they wanted and doc sort of was like nope even when he they were questioning him, he was like, I see where you're going and I'm not going to talk about it. So, Yeah. <laughs> there is one part where Doc Antle, it's like, it's the one point where things kind of go out of control beyond his grasp. Like he's, the a chain of the tiger goes past him and brushes on his shirt. And he's like, oh, well, this shirt's ruined because somebody didn't clean that chain properly. Yeah. And he laughs it off for a second. Oh my God. But then he looks down at his shirt and you know that he's like, motherfucker. Fucker, yeah. Mosca, you're gonna pay for this shit. Ooh, He's like, oh, yeah. tonight <laughs> somebody got stoned that night. Yeah, not not my favorite kind of. So forget that. You knew what I meant. Yeah, they got high. They got drunk. yeah. Because you like to have the rocks thrown at you. That's what you're trying to say, right? Totally crack rocks. 
<laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna. Say that's this. how you do them, right? You just throw the, you no, just get them thrown. Right. Yeah, man, that's Marie, the street. No, I have told you so many times that is not how you do it. I mean, I don't even know how to do crack, and I know for sure that it's not throw. You have to ingest it in some way. Well, I you're, get high. You're buying so much. It's, it's called endorphins. You're running around. Nah, you throw it really hard, and when it hits your skin, you're like, hey. yeah. Why you have you to absorb have this it weird sexual ca- fetish cache of throwing crack rocks at Maria, but you've somehow tricked her into doing it. And you know what? Kudos to you. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. hold on. I'm going to go outside. I need a fix. Okay. <laughs> Grab your rocks. All right. So, uh, do you guys have anything you want to add to the Joe or the, the cult of Joe or the cult of doc Antle? Oh, um, I had one more thing to say. Can you really call Joe's thing a cult? Cause like he just keeps everybody around with drugs. Yeah. I mean, is that a cult or is that yes. just a drug den? No, it's just like that. Charlie, that's essentially it? what Charlie Manson did. He kept everything yes. with drugs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but again, I mean, people refer to his people to. Yeah, I guess whatever. I mean, Why is it always little men? Why is it always know, tiny seriously. guys? Yeah, it's strange, right? Yeah, I would huh. even I would even go as far as to say that I would say that Joe's cult is more detrimental than Doc's cult. Because if you look at Doc's cult, like, Doc is a smart man. you got to give him that, right? So he's at least taking steps to make sure that his workers won't tattle Followers. on him. Yeah, his followers won't tattle on him. So he does things to make sure that that won't happen. And Joe doesn't really do that. Joe- yeah, Joe, Joe just kind of treats him like shit. Not only yeah. that, but like he's going to the bus stop, and if he sees somebody hanging out there for a couple of days, he's like, "Hey, you want a job?" It's yeah. like he's 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 trying to. I'm not. I this sounds really mean, but he's essentially trying to like bottom feed. No, he when people are like down and out. That's exactly. I mean, they make it seem like he's giving bottom them a second. <laughs> they make it seem like he's giving them a helping hand, but in actuality, what he's doing is he's getting cheap labor because these people can't go anywhere else. So he's offering them a job that's highly dangerous and you know, that there should, they, they should be trained and they should know proper procedure, but he doesn't want them to know that. So, um, all right. What did you guys think of Travis? (laughs) Oh man. Are we, uh, I have a question. Are we doing this from the point of view that we've seen the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. We, everybody knows. Oh, okay. We're not like episode by episode, but everybody knows we've seen, we've all, everybody's all seen it before. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, with Travis, it's like, it's kind of, it's a pretty tragic story, but what's nuts is that like his mom is there. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Oh, that like, I I understand very much that, you know, he was a super young kid. He just, like, wanders on to basically from California to Florida, which, like, who hasn't done that? 
<laughs> wandered on foot from, or sorry, on skateboard from California to Florida. I'm just skating, man. And yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he hears of this like mystical place with like tigers and shit. And now there's drugs there. Like he's only 19. I understand where, you know, it comes from to want to be there. But like his mom is there. Yeah. And I know that maybe from her point of view, it was like I might as well be close to him while he's doing this, but you're enabling all this terrible behavior and then chat yeah. like, and then he's, and then he dies. Yeah. He, um, yeah, I, well, I also feel like he, Joe probably like, I think Joe probably was more the, the one giving the pleasure and not getting the pleasure because I sure. feel like that's, I feel like that's how, it first starts you know you're getting like maria said you're getting all these drugs you're getting and then some dude wants to blow you and you're like hey if a guy wants to blow me and give me drugs and money i'll let that happen you know and then pretty soon yeah other stuff is happening you know and you think it's like your turn yeah (laughs) you're like what your turn and i haven't showered in four days so uh get ready for a musty Deal with it. And he does not wear breathable fabrics. <laughs> no, you know? he does not. He also says in episode one that I remembered he does not wear underwear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all right. That is, uh... So now we get to Car- Carol's volunteers, which I feel they tried to make, like, villainize. But yeah, they really tried. I don't see anything wrong with it. To be honest no. with you. No, 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 no. Those are volunteer cult members. Like, you yeah. know, they get to go home. People they, come and go. They get to go home. They come and go. Also, it's like, that's what nonprofits do. Yeah. And they're training for other things. So you get to put that on your resume and say like, oh, I learned all of, you know, this stuff. Yeah. 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 That, that one I think is above the board. So do you guys want to, do you guys remember what the hierarchy is for the, for the, Shirt the shirt, shirt colors? I don't remember now. Right. <laughs> no. Blue? Blue is the best, right? Navy blue? Yeah. Navy blue is the hmm. master keeper. Master keeper. So, master keeper. I, what do you want to bet some, somebody put, like, Bader after, <laughs> at the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> master Bader keeper. So, <laughs> red is the beginner level. After red shirts. After a year of classes, and those are all red. Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but red is also the ones that will die <laughs> in Star Trek. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. no. So they, they just die at the zoo. Those are the ones yeah. that get killed off the easiest. Yes. <laughs> they're wearing red, and tigers hate red. So. <laughs> uh, yellow is after a year of classes. Green is after a full year of being yellow. And then after that, you can apply to be a master keeper. And that usually takes about five years. Oh, such and a long time. And that's when uh, Carol says that she normally doesn't recognize or know, get to know people until about they're, they're at the Navy. They're the master keeper level. I also thought that was pretty reasonable. Like, it's a little pompous or whatever. But, I mean, she she's is. Honest. To, she's honest and she is pompous. Yeah. Yes. But. It's true, you know, she's not going to get to know the fucking interns first years. Yeah, the light blue are the interns, and those are the ones that, that <laughs> I didn't know. They they fast-track through the, the program, so. They fast-track them? 
Yeah, through the I guess they're probably doing it for either college credit or something. So they get fast tracked through the shirt hierarchy. I don't know. That <laughs> just sounds so ridiculous. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always do you know those like trivial things that happen when you're like I remember when I interned at UCB and you're like you, you just learn all this trivial information that you, you it's so important to you. And then you're like, nah, that didn't matter. Who gives who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, I did that at iOS stands at Gun City. Yeah, it's like you think you're the most important part yeah. of the theater. <laughs> I just like figuring out how to get over on stuff a lot of the time. So I probably just would have looked at those shirts and been like, cool, I'm gonna take a picture of this. I'm gonna go home, make the shirt, and come back and be like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking master keeper, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you get me a soda. Oh, well, that's the thing. As an intern, what? you you find out where the boxes of shirts are kept anyway. There you go. Wait it's a second. Fucking... Are you getting sodas for the tigers? No, the tigers are getting me sodas. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Duh. God damn it. Okay, so still in this scenario, some a tiger is getting a soda or get, being given a soda. That's you. correct. Okay. I'm just, a masturbator. Just wanted I'm to clarify. Keeper. <laughs> All right, so... Now let's get into part six, which is uh, the we bring back the rivalry. So last episode, they kind of, because you guys don't remember a lot of what happens, they kind of like basically introduce you to Joe, introduce you to Doc, introduce you to Carol and all their play, you know, all their other residual players. And then they kind of talk about what the zoo is and each zoo does and then what big cat rescue does and then the rivalry between joe and carol so this episode they don't really get to it until now now they talk about how joe in his cutoff shirt his classy cutoff shirt visits yeah. big cat rescue and they think that they have all these gotcha things because they're like Oh, this the conditions are so shitty and blah blah blah. And it's like it's no better than your fucking place, dude. Like Yeah. Right. Um, and then he gets a hel- rents a helicopter somehow and flies over Big Cat Rescue, which causes one of the tigers to have a seizure. So and then Carol Baskin takes video of it and posts it on social media. So Joe's trying to get one up on her and she just gets one up on him. So it's really weird. It's like watching kids argue about getting the last pizza pizza. And no one helped the tiger. That's the annoying part. It's like she's taking video of it. Somebody helped the tiger. Look at him. He's freaking out. Yeah. Right? Nobody's in the video helping the tiger. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you can help the tiger, can you? I don't know. You could maybe put a piece of wood in his mouth so he doesn't choke on his own tongue or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same. If seizures are the same with tigers as they are with humans, I don't know what the protocol is. Uh, well, my dog has seizures and we have to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And not only that, but she should know. She's the fucking tiger expert. Yeah, that's true. Tigeress. You got me there. Oh, my tigress. So. <laughs> That's the name of my girlfriend's cat, Tigress. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. uh... (laughs) (laughs) So now we're at the last part of the episode, which is um, 
we talk about the idea that Doc and Joe euthanize cat tigers that have outlived their length, their lengthiness or their usefulness. And, um, and then we get into the, um, teaser for the next episode, which is every, you know, uh, Mark McCarthy, who worked for Mario, he brings up how he thinks it's hypocritical that Carol Baskins is talking about how all this shit about how, um, you know, Doc and, and Joe might be murdering tigers when she killed her husband. What? So. I did like how everybody was like, yeah, she did it. Yeah, she did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. she killed her husband. <laughs> it's like. And they all had different ideas for what where she was, where the husband was. It's just, it's just nice when people come together and accuse someone of villainy. It's always nice. Yeah. It just shows that community works, you know? Yeah. I love it. Whether or not she killed her husband. And we talk about this on our Patreon episode for Bloody Podcast. Yeah. I don't see the problem. (laughs) Fucking, I don't see the problem. Whether or not she did it, fuck it. Yeah. It's it's been, first of all, it's been forever, okay? Everyone's moved on, or she's moved on, so everyone else should. We're just now finding out about it. Yeah. And if if that's the worst she did, then fine. Her husband sounded like he sucked anyway. Yeah. He was not a good person. And then, and his ex... That he leaves for her needs to get the fuck over it. Yeah, she's well. She's now still she's, holding on. She's claiming that now they're like, you know, he was still going to her for issues and stuff, and being like, "I'm leaving my wife, and I'm leaving you guys money, and you know, I'm gonna give you guys money." It's like bull shit. He wasn't gonna leave you shit. He didn't want to be around you. He didn't want to be around your loser kids. You know, like. <laughs> Just face it, the guy hated you guys, and you just you're now you want to claim that you know you guys are all one big happy family. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't stay on hold forever, man. You got to hang up after a while. Yeah, he, she needs to listen to some Lizzo and just fucking move on. Yeah, Lizzo. So, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce box to the left. You know, just like get over it. He's gone. That was a very timely reference, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> thank you it, uh, it, it helped me through some dark times <laughs> getting fired from my job you know uh, you, oh so you did just now hear this song yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, it's a, not a new song I thought it was new <laughs> to the left it's, to the left Yeah. everything you own is in a box to the left Left also okay. means as in to leave. <gasps> wow. But it's <laughs> it's also your right. So, you know. Just <laughs> so many meanings in one song. Um. Anyways. All right. And I, oh, sorry. I also want to say, I think it's to Carol's advantage that everyone thinks she killed her husband because everyone's going to be afraid of her. True. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking well, hell yeah. She just doesn't give a shit. You know, she's like, whatever. Yeah, I've dealt with it. I've moved on. I love the look on her face when she's like, no, I didn't kill him. No, I didn't kill yeah. him. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's like, yes, you did, bitch. And then I would high five her. And then we would have martinis in 
coordinated cougar jumpsuits and it would be great <laughs> i'm a big fan well and then cash, we would ride our bikes yeah well, well cash those crack rocks that you no have. i'm not alive in this scenario <laughs> oh, okay. you're alive you're not no you're nowhere near the farm because you're allergic to cats i've been fed to a rhinoceros at this point <laughs> oh, you and carol would have a kinship because you're allergic to cats too and so is she yeah i'd be like what's up cool kitten she's like nothing cool cat yeah. And we high five each other. And then we do a co- cool little dance move. <laughs> she's like, this she's like, this is urban. I'm like, all right, that's enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> she would say she would go one sentence too far and you'd be like, All right, I'm gonna move on. Let's say yep. a second. Be like, ah, okay. Do you get an extra sentence because it's Florida? And so you kind of the first one's just like a gimme for racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a teacher that always used to say the first one's free with uh <laughs> with racism. The first one's free. With racism or sexual assault. You're like the first one's free and then you and then after that <laughs> so I, I was always just like how how did you come to that not like what were you just always like there's going to be a lot of people who just don't understand boundaries and or racist rhetoric. So <laughs> <laughs> the first one's free. That's a pretty good policy. Yeah. yeah, I think we should take take that one in. Yeah. That's a new Cuckoo Bananas slogan. First one's free. <laughs> first, yeah. first one's free, fucker. Well, this has been Cuckoo Bananas, the Tiger King recap show for season one of, and hopefully many seasons, I don't know if they plan on doing another season, of Tiger King. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We are Bloody Podcast. If you guys don't know... We are a podcast that does female-centric look at crime and folklore. So we focus on women in true crime and folklore. Uh, we're, we love our podcast and we have a lot of fun doing it. So if you guys could go and check that out, rate and review. And yeah, yeah, we do a lot of great cases. We just did yeah. Jodi Arias. Um, we just did a classic Aileen Wernos. Yes. We, um, we cover... We cover goddesses. We 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 do it all across the board. So and we uh, we try to keep it light. It's a serious subject. But if you like true crime or you know somebody who likes true crime, check us out. We're on every every single platform, mm-hmm. and we have a Patreon. So check that out. Cash is on there a lot. And we I have, do voices sometimes. Yes, <laughs> and we have a lot of other comedian guests on. Yes, and it's a fun show. Yeah. So check us out and we will be here back for episode three, four, five, six, and seven. We haven't really figured out what we're going to do if we're going to do episode eight yet. So, Oh, look at that. We got to go. Hey, back to Gotham. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, let's go. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>